Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another scintillating episode of Bingetown TV. We're back with our Yellow Jackets coverage. And you are either listening on Buzztown TV, which is our Yellow Jackets specific feed, or you're listening on Bingetown TV, which is our main feed. So if you're on Bingetown, go check out all of our other shows we do. We're doing Mandalorian right now. We're doing Succession right now. All the good ones. We've done a million in the past. But hit subscribe on both. Buzztown TV will is only Yellow Jackets coverage. The rest can be anything your little heart desires. Let us know what you're watching and if we should cover it or not. We're we're all ears. But this episode is Yellow Jackets episode four of season two, Old Wounds. And I wrote a little bit of a synopsis for this one. I was inspired by our succession episode. So here we go. Season two, episode four, titled Old Wounds, with a new Alanis Morissette cover of no return in the title sequence may i add which was really good and i didn't notice the first time because i skipped it yeah Um, we'll talk about that um in 1996 the girlies go on a hunting contest van continues to explore ty's inner demon and we're reunited with a certain missing boy who may or may not grow up to be adam martin in the year of our lord 2021 shauna and jeff get parent of the year awards misty and walter go on an investigative road trip nat smuggles a fish out of captivity in her mouth and probably the most exciting part of the episode in my opinion ty is reunited with van who works at a gay video store now i like this episode a lot and we're halfway through the season and with javi returning an adult misty storyline seemingly going to be intersecting with the adult Lottie and Nat storyline next week. I think it's starting to heat up. So I do think these past few episodes have been a little bit like we're inching our way. So I'm hoping that this episode just thrusts us forward into like the absolute heat of season two. So I'm going to throw it to Luke because he's got a finger up. What are your thoughts? Uh, I disagree about inching because I thought this episode was amazing. And it was the second highest of the series for IMDb. Um, series? I it, series, yeah. I wow. thought it was better than last episode a lot. And there is, it's it's mostly because it started off really hot for me. And there's a good conversation that they have that I just think is amazing for audience members and pe- specifically us. It's like the whole conversation led by coach and then the sides picking. Like there's a lot of good quotes in there that they answer a lot of questions and they talk about like the dripping the blood on the symbol. There were so many good things to pull from the early scenes. And I was just like all in on the competition of Lottie versus Nat. I just thought the episode started so strong. The ending was a little predictable. I wouldn't say it was predictable that they were going to find Javi, but we've been saying it forever. Lottie said that he's alive, so he was obviously going to be found at some point. Little concerned about the reaction we got at the end. Um, I'll talk about that when we when we get to the cabin scene. But uh, and then last thing I'll say about the theme song change. I like Alanis, but uh, I don't know. I think I mean, the other one was so much down better. On the cover, yeah. thumbs down. The OG it's- is just. I guess the OG is just so ingrained in my head. And it just gets me so hyped when I'm watching the episode that I don't like change from that. So yeah. that's probably my thought. Yeah. Um, but to go off what Luke said, I I'll meet you guys in the middle. To me, I would agree with Kathleen that we're kind of inching there. But that's just because we have so many storylines and so much stuff that we have to cover with, yes. you know, mysteries and determining what's going on. So like it kind of does feel like season one where we were like, again, I don't want to keep using the term inching our way to the finale, but you know, each episode just delivered a lot, but long term just really doesn't help us determine anything. So I, I agree kind of in the middle a little bit there. One other thing I'll just say is go Sixers, you know, 30 <laughs> minutes in the game. So we won't be able to watch them, but they're in the playoffs. Hopefully we put the spanking down on the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> but 
I agree with Luke. This episode was definitely better from last episode, the midway point. So I'm fully, you know, always in for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'd say episode three was a lull, but this one was yeah. a heater. Episode two, they were eating Jackie. So I wouldn't describe that as inching yeah, along either. Um, also, thumbs down for the Alanis remix. However, the department store remix and Lottie's yeah. vision, that awesome. was a bop. Yeah, just yep. a little no return. Yep. Yeah, lighthearted. <laughs> so that's where my head's at with, with regards to the theme song. But yeah, great episode. I mean, the Javi reveal was a genuine surprise to me. I didn't think we were going to get this or excuse me uh that answer in episode four also i wasn't really expecting him being found to be tied to tie in van storyline so that was kind of surprising in and of itself speaking of which i love more of the same from van like trying to explore what's going on with ty i love to see that and of course the entrance of adult van i think is really going to get some plot moving in present day so yeah just just another great episode for a great show Agreed. I suggest we do start with 1996 this time. Uh, I'm just pumped to talk about it. But let's go through kind of Shauna saying they stole the bear meat from the shed. We could talk about that. And then it goes straight into the contest. And then I bucketed out Thaisa and Van separately. So since it's kind of like siloed, let's go through the contest first. So first question, do we think Javi's the one stealing the bear meat or do we think it's someone else? My first comments were going to be that I have no idea who the fuck stole the bear meat. But once you said Javi, I'm like, dude, that makes so much sense because how else would he have survived? Again, I guess my backup answer would always be Thaisa because she never knows what the fuck she's (laughs) doing. So that's always the safe backup. Um, But I think Javi actually, now that you have just mentioned this to me, I feel like that's a, a great answer. That would be the only answer that's okay. I think I'm mad at anyone in the cabin who's doing that. I don't think anyone's just like raw dog and bear meat, though. It had to be Javi. And we can dive more into like Javi's like seemingly like almost psychosis. Like he's not talking later. But um, I read an article that was like, is Javi the one who shit in the pee bucket? And I was like, yeah, he snuck in to shit in the pee bucket and bounced. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Do you think they're related though? Do you think whoever shit in the bucket, no. is related? do you think they're separate incidents? It's in the it's in the thing. I can't imagine, like it's in the cabin. I can't imagine Javi being able to sneak in and sneak out. But unless it's not Javi who stole the bear meat, then they can be connected. I am team Thaisa shit in the bucket. Javi stole the bear meat. <laughs> okay. Me too. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, quick little Ben Scott sizzle there with like, well, what if I did? Would you eat me? Like, Mari is the worst. Mari this one was great. Yeah. And uh, Mari starts blaming that because she's not buying into Lottie stuff. She's saying that's the reason why we're not getting any food. And then that and they end up eating the birds, which was a question mark. We weren't sure they did not get sick. And everyone's giving Lottie all the street cred because of the bear and the birds. And that's where the contest comes into play. And then Mari unvolunteering Lottie for the gun. I'm like, you bitch. Mari sucks. Yeah. But this yeah. wasn't a phenomenal scene because this has been something we had talked about even in season one, where there's got to be at some point a rift between the people that got stranded in the, the mountains because, you know, there are going to people be people that follow Lottie and follow that you know there are some mystical shit happening but then there's going to be people that are a little bit more grounded or like this is just all coincidence that's kind of the side of like nat a little bit and Mm -hmm. a couple others but 
this is what we've been waiting for. And it was really cool to see it, how it all played out, especially in this moment after something as big as all these birds just dying on their front doorstep. It's, you know, this would be the, the moment where people are like, okay, yeah, that was Lottie or no, this was just like pure coincidence. Like Ben Scott was saying. So I really like this scene. This adds more to the drama that we're talking about, because I think just from now on, we're going to get a lot more butting heads between our, our girlies. Yeah, this was like a bubbling tension scene that I thought was so well done. Like I was hyped with how Ben was delivering all of his lines. They were acting as audience members because we've been saying this, like he's got to be thinking it. he finally puts it out there. Like, what are you guys going to do? You're going to freaking eat me. Mari's being a bitch this whole time. Like he thinks he's better than us. And then she's volunteering a lot. Lottie didn't even like open her mouth this entire time. She just kind of got volunteered to do all this stuff. She wasn't even defending herself. So this was all Mari. Mari even tries to blame that, like Kathleen said, for not taking all these Wiccan rituals for the protection, whatever. And then Thaisa defends that. So it's such a good split because it's just Misty Van, Akila, and Mari on Lottie's side. And then Nat, Thaisa, Coach. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. all on the other side. So it's just like, a, it's great. The split's working out really well. I have some things to say about Akila and, and Mari later, but sure. all in all, this was just a fantastic scene. And then just the setup for the the rules where Misty's just laying down all these rules. Like, you got to do this. You got to do this. I mean, <laughs> love she loves, gets she loves chaos. Scene. Yes. Yeah. She was all about it. <laughs> How about Misty's dynamic within the group? She used to be like an outcast kind of all the girls would only make fun of her. And now she's like leading the discussions for this hunt off. I don't know. I feel like some of the girls are starting to regain some semblance of respect for Misty. Mm -hmm. Maybe just because they were impressed by her acting last episode. But, you know, it's pretty good. We can kind of split the two in half. So Lottie she's out there she sees the symbol in the tree she's trying i was gonna be so mad if her putting her hand on the symbol was gonna like bring out some sort of animal i was gonna be actually mad but it doesn't nothing activates from that and then she stumbles upon the altar that she keeps seeing but everyone in every show and every movie is so willing to just slice their hand in half for for i mean shadow and bone mal just like Popping yeah. on the popping on the door. Dumbledore uh, looking for the Horcrux. Absolutely. Mm. Um, and so Lottie then starts hallucinating the plane. Laura Lee's there. I love seeing Laura Lee's face. I never thought I'd like miss her. And then when she's on my screen, I'm like, <sighs> the cross necklace is there. She goes down into an elevator. It's obviously just a full hallucination. I was like, whose plane is that? And Alex was like, it's not there. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, there's a couple things that I wanted to point out. Either way, Brian already brought it up, and I'm going to say it again because it was awesome. Is the is the mall theme song going in the background? And it actually built really well with the scene. Mm -hmm. And then when they go and see all the girls at the food court, I had a little gripe that Jackie wasn't there. That must have been a behind the scenes thing, like hard to Mm. get the actor for that quick little scene because she definitely should have been there. This could be the spiritual plane too that we saw cabin daddy last season in like there's a chance because laura lee anytime she's there it's it's working with the dead or a something. literal spiritual plane because she went <laughs> in a plane <laughs> yes you're right but um so uh, jackie should have been there yeah agreed yeah if it was jackie should have been there but the way that laura lee was talking to her i feel like that was crossing over to the other side she was like oh you're shivering you're about to die you gotta heat up um i really liked this scene i don't i'm not sure 
how this relates to the blood sacrifice that she did at the what are we calling it the altar, altar. yeah like she did that and then went right into the vision I'm, I'm just not sure how all these components fit together but i did really like the interaction with laura lee um also when van said i saw a jacket for sale in abercrombie <laughs> i laughed out loud it was so Me funny too. for my part i think they're just highlighting that it's the 90s you said express would have been a brand that was very popular back then abercrombie mm -hmm. the same i think they were just trying to be like oh mall in the 90s this is a happy thing for lottie two things mm -hmm. that probably don't matter at all but what i was thinking in this scene was when she cut her hand i actually i thought at first that the white moose was going to come back and like present itself to lottie didn't happen but then when as she was climbing down the stairs of the from the plane into the tunnels, whatever. I really thought she was going to go into that sewer place that we had seen her at with the, mm -hmm. again, Me with too. the altar. And I thought that's where it was going to lead to. I think it's still not out of the possibility that that altar that she saw in that vision is related to this. We'll call it a flashback or, you know, a vision or whatever. So I think there's something going on there. I just wanted to put it on the, the table for right now, but I, it was weird. Definitely. I don't really know how to take it right now. Before we hop to Nav, we'll just say that Lottie obviously is not in good shape, right? She's just passed out in the snow, seemingly getting frostbite when she gets in the tub later. Her toes look black. Like, that's not good. Yeah. So we'll we'll switch to Nat real quick. Nat finds some tracks to lead her to the moose in the ice. Do you think that, like, to me, that moose has been there for a long time. Like, you don't just freeze in the middle. Okay. So what's the coincidence of, like, Last episode, she sees a moose, and now this episode is another moose. Wait, so you're saying that you think the moose is now fake from last episode? Yes, she's saying that that, that was all a vision because there's no way that moose would have froze in the amount of time that she saw the moose. I was just saying it's not the same moose. It can't be the same moose. Like, that thing was, like, frozen in ice, and that was, like, two days ago. So there's it's, no way. That makes it fake, then, the first one. Could be. Yeah. But like, but what's I was the I was ready to say you guys were completely correct. I was like, it's real. And that was it. I, I didn't think about the fact that I it might not have been possible. But what? It, yeah, I think I it was just not. like a know. vision of just like good fortune. Like, I think we had mentioned it briefly in the last episode that I think you, Kathleen, were the one that were saying like, you know, white moose. If you see a white moose, it's a sign of good things to come. But if you kill the white moose, you know, it's a sign of bad luck. I think it was just a vision at the end of the day. And that white moose, uh, again, not it's, making yeah. the connections that I'm supposed to, but I just, I think that <laughs> it was not, a, I think it was a vision that she saw. And it was just like the moose that was in the water was the one that I guess she had seen, but it wasn't a real sighting of that moose. You know, I don't know how to describe it really. I don't know. I'm up in the air. If it wasn't real, and and it was a hallucination, and then she ends up seeing the moose the next day. I honestly think that makes more sense than her seeing a real moose, shooting at it, not getting it, and then finding a moose immediately, like a day or two later. That feels weird to me. Where's the what's the connection? What's the meaning behind it? Like right. that's all I'm asking for. I'm not sure there is one, but I was just in case any of you were thinking into it as deep as me. I'm not sure. But Mari, as she runs back, cares more about the game. Then food, because she's like, that's not the rules. I'm telling Lottie. And Missy's like, go fuck yourself. In the words of Ron Weasley, she needs to sort out her priorities. <laughs> <laughs> Two she Harry really Potter does. references. Already. You know I love Sorcerer's Stone. Give it here, Potter. <laughs> Give it here, Malfoy. Wow. Jesus. Wow. Give it here, Malfoy. That was bad. I'm just trying to get ready for the new HBO series, guys. <laughs> 
which we will probably be covering. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It would be illegal for us not to cover that. But to be honest, they saw the moose and they started gathering people and like they only had like six people go to the lake to get the moose. And I was like, there is no way six high schoolers are going to pull out a two ton moose. <laughs> like there's just absolute. So I'm glad that they actually failed in getting the moose meat. Like I think that hey, is honestly realistic. If white walkers that can't swim can pull a dragon out of a freezing lake, then six of these yellow jackets should be able to pull a moose out of a frozen lake. Yeah. But no, it when you take a step back. I have to be like, okay, these are starving high schoolers. Like, they're not thinking straight. Also, Mari and Aquila were anti, let's go get the moose. So there's two bodies out right there. But they should have gotten a beat and been like, okay, how do we ensure that we get this moose that mm-hmm. is pretty much guaranteeing our survival for another season out of this lake safely? That should have been an entire day's thinking about it and making sure they get this moose out 100 they should have taken a full 24 hours to plan things out get some leverage figure this shit out have even coach ben with his one leg is helping pull this thing like you were you were waiting till you get lottie back all of that like this that that kind of really bothered me and i was really annoyed that akila and mari don't go because they wouldn't have made a difference let's be honest but like come on like let's let's be real here (laughs) Because moose, what they're like thousand pounds of meat, oh, no, they're right? like they're cars. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like you cars. are you are golden if you get that. We did miss a little in between here. It was yeah. I just want to talk about it because we're talking about Mari again for a second. She has mm-hmm. another dripping, like she's hearing the dripping, and then it leads to yeah. Akila finding the mouse and hiding the mouse from from Lottie. <laughs> Akila has a fat mouse. Yeah, you say oh, and Alki was like ew the whole time. Alki's like that's freaking gross <laughs> once lottie or mari finds out about it i guess the idea is that she's scared they're gonna like use it in a ritual or sacrifice or just eat it straight can up. eat it yeah that's me like a, yeah either way i know we're supposed to be a yellow jackets podcast but i just keep saying i don't know how this fucking connects to anything like how is mari's <laughs> fake drip hearings connected to a mouse that Aquila sees like where are these connections like I, I don't know if it's supposed to be that obvious but it's definitely going over our heads the dripping is something i'm really interested in because the she's, just, she's just the hearing and too. feeling things like around that nobody else is like i don't know how that's gonna dripping's gonna lead her right into that pit i assure you that <laughs> it was a really cool shot of her like up almost like standing on something and she's like there it is again and it's just like a close-up on her face that was a really cool directing shot I don't think it has anything to do with the mouse. I just think that Aquila found a mouse and was Agreed. like, oh, cute. Yeah. But yep. even if they were, it was this big. What are they going to get? One bite of meat out of it? Like, they may as well just have a pet. It's good for morale. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't kill the mouse. That's what I'm team. Don't kill another the mouse. mouth. Mouth to feed. Another mouth to <laughs> feed. <Mouse> to feed. <laughs> no, you put it down on the ground and follow it to food. It will find oh, it. I guess. Yeah. It would oh, something. hey, that ain't bad. Ooh. Get the mouse on that moose. Should have just <laughs> got to get the mouse lifting some weights. Yeah. Tie yeah. the rope around the mouse. <laughs> so Nat dunked in the water in the attempt to get the moose. So she's back in the tub. They're like boiling water, dumping it in the tub. Meanwhile, Lottie gets found. She's like frostbitten. And then she gets in the tub because now she needs it. But I'm going to say this right now. I don't think when you're frostbitten, you can go from like you're not freezing cold straight into warm water. That's like the worst thing you can do. But for television, I'll allow it. Um, But in theory, like if she really had frostbitten toes, which it looked like, I don't I think she's losing those toes. She's going to be fen wooden toes. For sure. The Nat and Lottie shippers are being fed today. I sent a TikTok to the boys in the Yellow Jackets group of like these TikTok fan edits that I'm getting that are just like 
shipping Lottie and that, which is just so funny. And they have these cute little like fuck you good game moment that is like really sweet. And like, again, I'm trying to think about them as adults while I'm watching them here. And it's like really helping me like put them together. Like at one point, yeah, maybe they really didn't agree with a lot, but they were teammates and maybe friends at one point. Like they, they have a relationship. It's not these just like adults who hate each other. Like there is so much history there, which is really helpful to see. This entire episode seemed like their adversity coming to a head. And then after the hunt, like, just complete release of pressure like they needed this and then they got this conversation when lottie said good game fucking loser i was like yes that like (laughs) i just like that you're like putting out this olive branch these Mm -hmm. these are two of my girls right here but i think i kind of want to take a step back the more they're showing us this side of lottie the more i'm starting to think that lottie is kind of innocent in all this and like this kind of evil French entity, whatever it is, is completely independent of what like our girl high school Lottie wants to do. I think like when she's fully in control, she is genuinely meaning what's best for the group. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, totally. All I want to say is that it was great seeing Lottie in such like shambles because I was like, fuck you, Mari. Like you did this. Like you did this to Lottie. Like I wanted Mari to just soak in that shame of just being so wrong for what so if much Mari longer. was just like Lottie doesn't need a hot bath, guys. She <laughs> could just she could just heal on her own. She doesn't need the gun. She doesn't need a hot bath. Buddy, <laughs> you're I'm, good, right? Tell you're, them you're good. You're absolutely right though, Kathleen. I think like putting someone who's like on the brink of frostbite like directly into warm water isn't good. Just another fun survival tip as well. I think if you're starving you're not supposed to just immediately eat like full meals. You're supposed to like warm up and do it by having like soup. So if you guys ever stranded and you're starving, but you get rescued, you know, don't look for a big burger or something mm-hmm. like that. Get a, get some soup in you first. Boy, yeah. You probably throw it up. That. Yeah, exactly. Throw it up. Your, your stomach is like so small. So it can't like physically handle those big portions anymore. And that's our segment from survivor. Dave we will have another segment <laughs> next week. I love that. And I know that we are going to be absolutely battling for the buzzkill of the episode based on our talk. (laughs) So whoever goes first, start start brainstorming second, third, and fourth. I already have my backup. I have three, (laughs) so I'm still. I think I think that's still not enough. Like I might have to do a fourth (laughs) during this podcast. All right. So when this episode opens, we get Ty and Van, and this is another night of Van following sleepy demon Ty around. And she's finding symbols in the tree, which I was like, I hope she's tracking them. And then she's like, crumbles up and open. I'm like, let's go. Opens up an old math test with the bag scribbled out where the trees are, like a girl would. Um, And then Van's like, let's sell Lottie. Hard note from Ty. But the mapping of the trees is great. And then she lays it on top of Ben Scott's map. And Ty's still not really believing, but goes to find the last symbol which they end up at that mossy melted stump, which was like, what the heck? Because remember when Travis and Nat were hunting too, they came across like a mossy and it was just completely green, not covered with snow. I'm starting to think that. I thought it was just 
No, I think it was a different one. Are we sure that it was? I'm a not sure because it's impossible I, to know. Well, yeah. these are all over the place, I think, is the assumption. So it okay. doesn't matter. Same one, different one. It was an altar. Um, now that we're talking about it, I'm starting to think, yeah, it was mystical powers coming out from the moss that was keeping it warm. Yeah. Or it was just Javi like creeping, like watching Van and Tyne. Then he was like, shit, they're getting pretty close. Let me let me skedaddle. Just, <laughs> first of all, just really quickly, I really thought it was going to be a like a a wilderness creature. I was not thinking hobby when they started chasing. And I was like, there are people on here mm -hmm. and he got caught. And then it was Javi. I was like, okay, whatever. But Bad. I don't know if Javi is the one who's stealing the meat. Be unless he's the one stealing the meat. He is really psychologically fucked up. Like the mushrooms fucked him up so hard that he doesn't want to come back. Like he couldn't come close enough to the meat shack and not, not interacting. Just yeah. Come, yeah. Without just coming in, I, I don't know. It like, I guess the mystery lies within where has he been for three months and what has he, or however many months and what has he been doing? How has he been surviving? So I like the bear meat idea of that, like that he's been. But again, it, there are questions about it because you are just so close to everyone else. Why not just like kind of hang around, whatever? But I think also I, I thought of this in the moment, like if. You know, the the moss or whatever is mystical and it provided a warm spot. He probably just kept returning to that one spot over and over to stay warm and survive the mm. winter. Again, just kind of pulling shit out of my ass. Not really too sure. But the one yeah. thing I do want to point out is I genuinely thought Javi was going to be blind. Van mm. and Ty tackle him and they're like looking at him. To me, it looked like I guess they were shocked to see that it was actually Javi. But it looked like they were really like looking into his eyes and just like looking at each other like what the fuck? And that kind of would have helped explain why he wasn't able to, like, I guess, interact with everyone. Maybe he was just like blindly walking around and gathering food. Again, it kind of ties into possible the no-eyed yeah. demon who like just takes. <laughs> if he was blind. Eyes. He did not survive the past three months. Zero yeah. percent. Yeah. No, I'm just but, I'm just throwing it but out. But it there, makes but... sense, Dave, because Thais is seeing these blind yeah, and, people. And had, you know, she mm, has the, the no-eyed demon, and so I thought the no-eyed demon had taken mm -hmm. Javi's eyes, like he did Thais's grandmother. But we see him at the very end, and he's clearly not. And the the queen at the same time in modern day, Lottie is seeing the queen with the eyes crossed out. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just it was a lot to process. But I think that queen eyes crossed out is more related to Taisa's ghost thing directly. I think the Javi thing is just extra. Javi is just how I took it is he is has no idea who these people are. Like he is yeah. just completely like yeah. That's the reason he's avoiding them. And I didn't think about the bear meat thing in the moment, but yeah, that's I'm um, team that is the truth. Javi has been surviving by taking their food a little bit here and there how about nat there's a scene like a direction of like travis looking at hobby oh, yeah. and nat's in the back you know, like slinking off like got it like the like bart simpson into the green meme yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's so funny um but van thinks that there is that the tie thing is super connected to this because right in the spot where the point of the symbol was supposed to be that's where hobby was so van is like gung-ho like that's it. Three cheers for Lottie. Oh my god. <laughs> that was laugh out loud funny. That was so good. It pisses me off so much how young Taisa is just so stubborn. Like this should have been the selling point like yo something fucking is going on here if we're looking at the last point on this symbol that we were that Van has been trying to tell you is connected to everything and then you find fucking Javi like Taisa Open your fucking eyes, girl. Like something's ah, going on. Yeah. Open, open those eyes. eyes. Yeah. Open <laughs> them up. It pisses me off. It's so annoying. It's like 
and it's your lover. Like she's making valid points. Like, sure, this all could not be possible, but it also hasn't been dismissed yet that it isn't like it is possible. So mm-hmm. what's the issue here, Ty? I don't get it. So two things I wanted to say here. I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I was and I hate doing this to to like on the podcast or whatever when we talk about actors' performance, but I thought Travis's acting was super subpar with how he should have reacted when Javi came back, especially because of how many episodes the it's been building up of this is his whole obsession. And then he comes back and I was like, that was just so not good for me. I hate to harp on that, but I was not impressed by that. So a lot of times it can be direction. Like, you know, they probably did that take 20 times and they do a bunch of different takes. Some there could have been a take where Travis was like Javi and sobbing. And then there could be some takes where he's like in shock so I don't know. You never know what the director tells them to do and how to read the line. It truly changes. I listen to like, mm-hmm. this is a crazy comparison, but One Tree Hill podcast. And sometimes they're like, I'm going to read it this way. And then the directors, if they're being annoying, will be like, just do one th- one take my way just to see how it goes. And then they do the take the director's way in the episode. And they're like, well, what the fuck? That didn't read how I wanted it to read, how it should have read. So you never know, like, yeah, I'm not blaming his actor, play. but yeah. I, whatever was on screen didn't do it for me. It wasn't emotional mm-hmm. at all. And I just felt like it was. Yeah, definitely. I would also bring up that since he had that weird sex scene with Lottie, like being there, too, he's kind of his whole demeanor has changed. He seems like a little bit happier, but also numb and almost like blissful. I don't know, like a little ig- you know, okay. not completely with it, just kind of like coasting, but in a happy way, a little. So it could like have been by design. Yeah, think. a little bit like, oh, shit, Javi, you're back. Like, he wouldn't be so overly emotional. He would just kind of right. be. I, I was with you and I was trying to justify mm-hmm. why the reaction was such. I And I agree with Kathleen. I'm sure there was one where he was like head over heels. Holy shit, Javi, this is a. I think it was by design. Yeah, cool. I'm happy it does, it's not a hot take then. Then it does kind of go into the look that he gives. Uh, Nat, because again, he's been following, like, he's been kind of believing a little bit of what Lottie's been saying. So maybe when he saw Javi, he's kind of like, oh, Lottie's law. Yeah. That he was alive. And then when he looks at Nat, he's like, you were fucking wrong. It was like a look of you were wrong. And like, I kind of assumed based off Lottie that. And then it plays into tell Nat she was right. Like, if it means like the whole time, like, I was believing these things, but it actually wasn't the truth. Yeah. I don't know. That, that just That's just the note's still up for grab, but definitely yeah. like, I think maybe just again, I wouldn't have thought of this in the moment. I was a little disappointed as well. But I think again, this kind of goes into Travis's just believing Lottie more than he is Nat. I, for one, just cannot wait for Nat to kind of eat crow about clearly oh, yeah. lying about the pants being yeah. bloody. I can't wait for that conversation. And honestly, if Travis kind of just it's like, eh, whatever, you were just trying to help, then I think that would go along with what I was just saying about Travis's character. True. That's that's very true. Very if he true. doesn't react emotionally, then yeah. I, yeah, I think it's all in line. Because we know he's an emotional man. That for man sure. is the king of storming off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last thing for 2020 or 1996. Um, I know I brought it up again last episode, and I think it's completely confirmed now that talking about the events of, I think it was episode one, when Taisa was sleepwalking to the cliff, it was one thousand percent like just going to the symbol just like he she's been doing all these times rather than she wasn't going to kill herself like why was she 
looking like she was about to walk off the cliff. Yeah, was she just going to hit a Louie like right at the edge? Yeah. I think that was like part of like the misdirect because otherwise <laughs> it sure. doesn't make any sense at all. But just a quick Ben flashback from 1996 um, photo album of his of his boyfriend's old flames. I really thought Ben was going to be like either. I'm, I like you're my first. I've never been with any men before. Like, you know what I mean? But it, it, I don't know that there was anything deeper to that other than like he's just thinking about his life beforehand and regretting it agreed yeah definitely regretful because the whole thing is paul is like this is my sentimental box don't you have something like this where you just have things that aren't objectively important but they're important to you he's like no i have like bags of soccer cleats but no i don't have this kind of thing so it's just yeah he he does yeah. he has lived a life of regret and he's going to mm-hmm. be pissed when he gets eaten out here <laughs> well i i want to re- retract what i said at the end of episode the podcast yes um for episode three when i said that he was going to die by episode five i think that would you eat me line bought him some episodes literally agreed so Good i don't call. think he's going to die anymore i remember yeah. what i wanted to talk about was the symbol because last episode i said i thought that the symbol the birds falling was triggered by blood touching the symbol and they kind of they commented on what, that. they comment yeah. on it they don't confirm that that was the actual triggering of the event because actually our roommate alki had an interesting idea that he thought shauna for whatever reason was the cause of the birds because she was the one that experienced the nosebleed he's saying like maybe she had some kind of like psychic moment that caused her nose to bleed and then the birds fall and it was just a coincidence that the blood fell on the symbol so we were kind of button heads a little bit there because I was like, I just thought it was just a reaction of the symbol to the blood. But he was saying that it's Shauna's power. So I just want to hear on your take if you guys think it was more blood on the symbol or do you think Shauna? Because we know that Mari is experiencing some weird ass shit. So why would that exclude Shauna from experiencing weird shit as well and doing weird shit? And like obviously that? Lottie, too. Like and there's Lottie, a bunch yeah. of them. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's both. I think she bled straight on the thing. You know, it's. It's all a it's triangle connected. We never know, like, is it causation or is it like just coincidence or is mm-hmm. all these things happening because of one? Who's to say? But I have no less than three quick magicians references. OK, spitball. Dave, you just made me think like Shauna's baby, kind of like Julia's baby is in her, like causing the birds to fall. It's like I need these birds Ooh. down. Mm. Second, while we're on Penny, Penny and his mom. Um, Alex actually triggered this in my brain because like whenever Penny's close to his mom, things get worse. She like starts having all these things when Nat is near Lottie, Lottie starts losing it again. Right. Like Lottie didn't start losing it until the end. So Alex was like, I feel like the more like the closer these people are together, the worse everything gets like they need to just like completely separate. And I was like, that's good. And then one last thing, Thaisa, which we can jump into Thaisa's is like Alice when she's is when Niff and Alice is in Quentin's body and she gets to take over it for like 30 minutes a night or an hour a night. And then Tice yeah. is just like waking up and is like, what did I do? Where am I? Like in the car with the like Jessica Roberts, like booklet, like can't remember yeah. anything. And so I know. Well, even magicians. better comparison for that third point is, is Moon Knight. I don't know if you watch that. That's, mm. that's exactly Mm-mm. what this oh, was. Yeah. Moon, Knight, Moon Knight is just the Marvel show where it's multiple personalities, the same body. And literally those things happen constantly where our main character, Oscar Isaac, he like closes his eyes and opens them up and he's somewhere completely different and people are dead all around him and he doesn't know what happened. That's exactly what's happening here with Thaisa. She just she just comes to when Thaisa's 
this tree lady in the tree or mira girl whatever you want to call her is taking her on her way to van like you said freakiest shit to just suddenly just be conscious in a place that you just are completely unaware of like whether it be in the forest in the freezing fucking cold or just surrounded by dead bodies what a horrible well we're good to talk about 2021 right like that was all that was 1996 but first i would like to say we covered the magician season five and moon Knight on on bingetown tv so go check that out on our it was a little while ago but you could still easily search for it and listen because they're timeless kathleen where could somebody find all of our episodes bingetowntv.com is a great way to look at all of our shows all of our episodes our our leader of the pack jimmy pa made the best website and you can go check that out and scroll and say, wow, I love all of these shows and I would love to yeah. listen to all of these podcast episodes. You know, and I heard the website is newly refurbished as well. It's, it's up and excellent. running. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've heard nothing but good things on that front. This is like the mid episode ad. You the got the, yeah, yeah. We got the ones in the beginning and end and now we got this. Megaphone's going to put in an actual ad right after our binge town internal <laughs> ad. We're getting, we're breaking the fourth wall in this podcast. Love year. That. Luke, take and us to back. 2021, the year of our Lord. Yeah. <laughs> No, we're good. I think Thaisa's storyline, like you kind of you summarize it the best way in the in your little synopsis at the beginning, Kathleen. Like the only thing worth mentioning is the hitchhiker. Like I the don't pen? even think that's yeah, like the sure the pen and the voter. Uh, there was nothing else there besides her showing up to Van. Is that uh do we think the pen is just gonna be a gag gift for Van? I well, don't know, idea. but I love that. That's a hundred percent what it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll take but it I back. thought it's yeah. I thought her going to Jessica Roberts' apartment and kind of this is where it differs from Quentin and Alice because it seems like old Taisa or like good Taisa kind of has a little bit of a memory of going to Jessica Roberts' apartment to steal all the yellow jacket stuff. And she like looks at the uh it looks like she was trying to pay Jessica and she's not opening the checks. Because she's dead. We can only assume right. Jessica's dead. So I thought that was a really... When I first watched it, I had to rewind it. I was like, what the heck did I just watch? Like, with both Thaisa's. And I'm like, what apartment are they in? It took me a second to realize they were in Jessica's. Thought it was a cool scene. Confused me a little bit. But then I understood once she woke I mean, up with the, like, yellow jackets packet and stuff. Yeah, and I think that's the big takeaway is that the demon inside Thaisa is looking for information on the yellow jackets. Now, is she only looking for the whereabouts of Van and adult tie is just like, oh, let me just nip that in the button instead of demon tie making contact with Van. I'm just going to go seek her out myself. Or does she have more sinister intentions to try and seek out the other yellow jackets? I thought it was the first uh, explanation there. And I, for why it was filmed in that weird way, I think that was just the tail end of our Thaisa going unconscious and like actually giving up into sleep because it looks like the mirror just like all right my turn to drive basically and that was just like the tail end of her possible memories and then she comes to and now she's back and she actually has energy and is a person again for a little bit i just want to say the video store's name is while you were streaming which is a play on while you were sleeping a sandra bullock rom-com and i just thought that's cute because our girl van she's got great taste we know she does she's i hope she owns that place there's a little pride flag outside you would think she did Mm -hmm. or if she's just working there i don't know but was the movie called while you were sleeping or while you were dreaming because that would like be a more direct rhyme it's sleeping. The, the movie is while you're sleeping with Sandra Bullock, unless they were trying. Yeah, but I mean, it's still ironic in the whole si- situation with Ty. True. So it still has a play. Yeah. On that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Double entendre. Yeah. But Van looking good, man. Even with the scar, she's looking <laughs> she's looking good. I'm a, I'm a sucker for redheads. That's that's my thing. though. So she's looking good. And I was 
I'm I'm just still so excited to see where this plot goes. Like, are is Van going to be like pissed at her? Like, I don't we don't know how they quote unquote broke up or what caused them to no longer see each other after the crash. So, oh, I mean, it's going to be the split. It's it's in noteworthy the- that Van isn't in like the inner circle of Yellow Jacket. Like, Shauna, Ty, Misty all like texted each other. They have the group chat going whenever something big happens. It doesn't seem like Van is checked into that loop. And clearly she's not following Lottie's cult. So I'm interested to see why Van split from the the rest of the Yellow Jackets. Well, where is Van's shop? Or like they, Taisa said West, right? Like that's all. I don't think, was there ever a location given on where Van's shop is? Because they're all probably still texting because at least it seems like Taisa like Misty, they're all still like in New Jersey or whatever. Local, like they're yeah. all local together. Whereas Van, it, like she is way, way out of the way. It sounds like if she, if Thais had to go hitchhiking and just say West, like, I don't know if was that drop ever. Did we know where it was? No, but you did see the Google map. I don't know. I yeah. would think if it, if the, if she spent all the gas 200 miles West, I don't know. That could be like mid. Yeah, I guess she did use a whole tank of gas and then. She was still in Jersey because the guy had voted for her. So unless he was just a New Jersey driver in a different state, like she's a New Jersey state Senate. So he could vote for her because he lives in Jersey. So you can assume when he picks her up, at least they're in New Jersey still. But Jersey's pretty decently. Certainly in the tri-state area. Maybe they hop to Pennsylvania, baby. Let's go. (laughs) Would love that. Welcome. Welcome, Yellow Jacket. Okay, where do we want to go? Shauna, Lottie, and Nat, or Misty? Misty's the funnest. Let's end on Misty. Well, Shauna so and, and Misty's connected to Nat a little bit more. So let's just do the Shauna Callie storyline first. Yep. Okay. Of course, Shauna lied to Jeff about where the van came from because they said no lies, but of course she's lying again. And then Jeff tells Shauna the cops know about the affair. He lies right back. Oh, I overheard it at the gym. <laughs> yeah, Faye. No, you didn't. <laughs> you fucked mm-hmm. up. But nothing really. It's really a Callie-centric Shauna episode. Um, Shauna gets stopped by Michelle at the store, which is her friend's mom. Narks her out, basically, that Shauna has not, or that Callie has not been sleeping there. And she later says to Jeff, she says, I've been sneaking out to the woods and drinking with a friend. Can we assume that's Jay? Like, she's been sneaking out to the woods and just drinking with Jay? Matt, but yes, <laughs> oh, okay, call, right, right. Wait, does she Matt. still call him Jay in the in the in the text? It's Jay. Oh, it that's why Jay. I said okay. that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And she said the park, whatever. She's drinking there, but isn't she staying there overnight? I'm not really following that. But then she saw the condoms, so maybe they're just banging. I don't know. Which is that's also bad. super. That's super illegal. Jeff and by Shauna Jay. are just horrible parents. No, like Jay is the cop, right? Yes. Jay is the cop. Yeah, yeah. they better not be banging. That is I super know. illegal, and they also better not just be drinking at the park that's also illegal yeah he's a bad cop jeff and sean are bad parents i don't know but she's definitely not coming home at night right i'm gonna that's tell you one thing up. i think that if all the shauna jeff stuff comes out about adam bless you brian <laughs> um i think that matt slash jay either sleeping with callie drinking with callie is gonna blow up the case like i feel like it's Agreed. it's yeah, coercion idea, actually it's coercion it's like you got this information from like a minor that you were banging you're you're going to jail (laughs) right yes for sure so i think that it'll end up helping us like it's it's not good that callie's just probably getting drunk and saying shit but at the end of the day this cop is doing bad things so it'll probably end up fucking him 
as well. And that's what Kevin yeah. tried to warn him about at the end of episode yeah. one or two, which I'm actually all in on that, how being how things play out, because that seems like the only way we get through this without someone, <laughs> yeah. without either Kevin dead or Shauna or Jeff in jail. And I, that's the yeah. last thing we want. We got to get Kev- the case thrown out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, for that idea. Kevin line is starting to seem more and more like foreshadowing. Right. Yeah. Wait, which one? Where he was just like, you're going to ruin the case if you try mm-hmm. and go in before we get all the evidence, especially yeah, if you're drinking with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me talk about the next scene because I, I have a couple of quotes here that not even important quotes, just just amazing by Melanie Linsky. Uh, when she does finally confront Callie and they're they're on the side of the road, they're talking. This is why I love Shauna, like older Shauna and like Melanie just as an actress, because she's so good at her delivery of lines. And ever since Kathleen, you told us that she's like renowned for how her um, mastery over like dialects. Mm -hmm. I just always think about how she's not even American and like how she emphasizes words. But there's a couple of things that happen like right (laughs) away. She starts to tell Callie everything and she's like. Yeah, Adam was blackmailing us, and she, oh fuck, that's a lie. Hold on, and then she, and then Callie, like after getting all this information, it's like, so Je- so Dad caused all this. She's like, no, 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 no. Well, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. laughing out loud how good that all that was because, like, Shauna's incapable of t- like telling the truth, and she's trying her best to do it here, and it's cool like seeing this transformation. Um, but this was just a really really funny scene, and my biggest takeaway from it is that especially coupled with the last scene with Callie and the whole family in the kitchen is that Callie is actually okay with all this now that she's just not being lied to. That was her only issue. And the fact that they're being honest, I think she's like willing to like mend the whole family relationship. And that's a really good sign, even though it's going to blow up because of the whole Jay thing. And she's going to tell Jay that her mom fucking killed Adam, whatever. Do you think that that was the right move by Shauna to tell Callie all of this information? Because obviously Jeff is worried now that she has made Callie an accomplice to the whole situation. So now she could also potentially FaceTime, I guess, depending on the circumstances. So I'll just before I let you speak, Kathleen, I'll just say I think I think it was the right decision. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. her whole family situation was to shit. Callie was you know, acting out and that was actually leading her to spilling the beans to these random people. And so I think mending it is a start, like a stepping stone. Sure. You're putting her at risk, but I think at the end of the day, they could probably get Callie out of, if they do end up getting caught or whatever, I think they could make it. So Callie was innocent. So I'm glad that Shauna had this adult moment, even though it does suck. And I, I, I hated seeing Jeff's reaction to how it sucked, but I think Shauna was in the the right mindset of telling Callie everything. And I'm glad she did, to be honest. And there wasn't anything she left out, really, except what happened in 1996. If anything, it's going to shut Callie up. She's going to stop talking about things to Jay, to Matt. You know, she's going to like maybe chill because she's like, maybe I shouldn't say anything ever to anybody about this because my mom fucking killed him. So hopefully that just shuts her up a little bit. And I just love that Shauna was able to tell Callie, like, look, we did some horrible things in 1996. And even right now with this this moment that we're having, I don't even feel comfortable telling you what we did. And I think that honesty, just that little bit of honesty from Shauna was enough for Callie to be like, damn, like I've been just looking at my parents as like these assholes who don't like want to include me in everything. But her backstory that she was not really clearly aware of at all is a huge influence on why she does the things that she's doing now. And I think Callie is adult enough to see that. And I, it was a really heartwarming scene and it was great. Even better that Melanie was able to, you know, play it. So like just comedically. Yeah. I I mean, it was a great move. I think, 
I think it's good going forward. It's just there's going to be some irreparable damage that already happened. Yeah. Like, I think she already told Jay things that are yeah. it's too late. But to me, it's just one more obstacle. We have to deal with Jay and then the family's back. So, like, once we get rid of this, like, I don't think Callie's going to have any resentment towards them and then we're going to be all good. It's just obviously this is going to play out over the next four episodes and probably going to culminate with either Jay dying or, again, someone getting arrested. I will end the Shauna Jeff Kelly stuff by just saying that Jeff, he's not a bad person. He's just a bad criminal, which mm-hmm. I think is a perfection way to describe that goofball. Yep. Um, yep. Let's move to Lottie. Now we can do Lottie's to get like and Nat separate. Nat and Lisa, then Lottie. So um, the only really time we see them interact is right in the beginning, Lottie and Nat. Um, you know, in Nat's eyes, she wants those keys first. Like they they zoom in on the cabinet she's locking. You know, Nat just wants in that. So Nat gets the keys to drive to the farmer's market with Lisa and she's going to get into that cabinet later. But we'll go through Lottie. So Lottie's dressed up to go to the bank, a.k.a. her psychiatrist, and she wants to up her meds. It's a different psychiatrist. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything. I don't know why they would like switch up. Maybe just to... Sh- to like have to retell the psychiatrist what's up yeah otherwise the other psychiatrist will already know but it's her first time having visions in decades which is like you know nat shows up and now she's having visions i think alex was really on to something with like the proximity to these yellow jackets things get like fucky in their head and also decades could just mean that since they left the forest yeah yeah yeah, yeah, because she was like, last time things got really fucked up. <laughs> I wish I wrote the quote down, but yes, she did say something along the lines of like, this can't happen again. And then she also goes on to say that the visions can't be telling her anything because they're not real. So something's going to happen yeah. at the end of like 1996 where visions are going to lead her to help form the cult, the the cannibal cult. And then like when they get rescued, she's going to be like, oh, my God, like this wasn't like real the whole time. Something like that. That's what it seems like it's going towards. It's just yeah. wild seeing older Lottie want to try and suppress these visions and powers that she's having because as a young uh, as herself in 1996 she almost seems like she's embracing them so at some point from what happens in the crash till now something dark must really happen with specifically with her powers and that's why i guess maybe she you know comes back and she maybe she also signs up for shock there like agrees to it because she feels like she's so fucked up in the head but you know unfortunately I think she's just tied to this no matter what, and she just can't rid of it, get rid of it. But I just think it's an interesting dynamic that she is now so opposed to her powers where in the forest in 1996, yeah. she is like almost embracing them. And like what it turns into is that final scene where she realizes, OK, like I have to deal with this again. And she's, again, fully believing the stuff that that's happening. And she's it looks like she's doing just a blood sacrifice to the forest at the altar. And she says, can this just be enough, please? Yeah, I mean, I, I want but this I, to be a thing because I want the forest to start playing a, a more active role in 2021. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're like. This is it's gearing up to head that way now because she's doing the sacrifice again. So magic shit's going to happen. And I just hope we yeah. get that path. But I saw the shrine. I was like, oh, man, they're totally in where they were, you know, in the forest. But we've already canceled out that theory. Like, yeah. She's- she must have built that one specifically. If the other ones had just appeared, this one, she must have put in the center of her town or whatever what if they were just in new york the whole time yeah like the plane just went like up and then crashed and started just being like, like one mile outside of where they have explored yeah. already like their civilization yeah. like new york city <laughs> it man. could be like hunger games right like they're just watching the whole time yeah. like. 
Does anyone have anything else to say about the queen with the eyes? Do you think someone actually physically gave that card in the like affirmations or like daily gratefulness thing? Or do you think she's hallucinating that? She looks at the one, the first one she sees blinks or whatever, like shakes her head and then it's back to normal. And then the next card she sees is the same thing as the queen Mm. cards. I don't know. Luke said it was like, you know, she, we have theorized her to be the antler queen Queen of Hearts, don't yeah. know the connection, but you know, it didn't I mean, makes sense because the bee conversation last yeah. episode, yeah, queen too. Bee, yeah, everything like queen is important, definitely. Yeah, so she, is this it, the queen is referring to Lottie? Her. I would say so, yeah. yeah like, probably. do you think then the card was symbolizing like whatever Thais's demon is, is now hunting Lottie yeah. for her eyes? Like, the demon was hunting Thais's grandmother, like, maybe Lottie is somehow the next victim of her. I, I have no idea. I think there's just a correlation there. We just don't know yeah. how and what and where and why. That's the theme <laughs> yeah. for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we're right there, but we're not right we there. We have the pieces. So close, we just have so no idea how they work. <laughs> okay. So now we break off to Nat. She goes with Lisa to the farmer's market. This is giving us a little bit of Lisa's backstory. Um, they're in the car. They're kind of Nat's kind of questioning about why Lisa's there, kind of being like, you can't leave and She's saying, like, you have the illusion of freedom, but you don't actually, no one has rules to say, oh, you can leave. You know, it's, yeah. they go over that stuff and there's no rules at the compound, Lisa says, but Nat's not buying that shit. And then they end up going to Lisa's mom's house and where she used to live um, to say hi to the fish. And then chaos ensues. You know, the mom is like, rightfully so, right, Lisa? was suicidal in the past obviously she's depressed that she's on medication which which she got weaned off of at the cult so i mean i would be a concerned mother as well but the mom is intense and rude and stuff does anyone have any like thoughts on this scene with the mom i was just on team nat for it when nat finally does come in to defend her because you know she let it play out until she took it too far and started talking about like cutting arteries and it's like if you're dealing with someone who has depression you would never say anything like that right that just comes in and says you're being selfish i thought it was interesting to see like this maternal side of nat come out to try and protect this lisa character i'm not sure if it's because of lottie's workshop and maybe like some sort of connection was actually made or what but i was drawing the parallel season one they kind of explored that nat had an absent mother and a mother who was in an abusive relationship and would side with the father occasionally so i don't know i think nat saw a little bit of herself in this interaction between lisa and the mom and i just really nat has never struck me as a maternal character so seeing this kind of just come out of her instinctively was really nice to see It's actually funny that you describe it like that, because I was really looking forward to before watching the episode, talking about this really well thought out theory on Reddit that someone posted. I wish I remember the username of the person that did, because it was a really, really long theory before episode four came out. And the the basis of the theory was that what if Lisa was the child of Travis and that which gets destroyed by this whole meeting her actual mother. Mm-hmm. But there was something there and like the whole note could have been connected. Tell Nat she was right about this, like the child survived or something. I don't know. Something was there. And it's funny that you're saying like the whole maternal thing. Like I thought for a second the the theory was convincing, but obviously that yeah. can't be the truth. And I'm still in the mindset of like, 
where are we going with Lisa? Is it more just to, again, just what I was going to bring up, just keep showing things about the Colts mindset. And like, also, I guess some level of change in that, but it almost feels like, where can we go? Unless Nat converts Lisa to her side. Well, it's that, but also I think Nat is kind of using Lisa as a device to fool Lottie that she's buying into the cult, which it kind of does seem like Nat is like the cult is rubbing off on her. Maybe some of the positive things about it, but there's that scene at the end where she has the keys and Lottie's off Mm -hmm. doing the blood sacrifice. And Mm -hmm. she's like, wow, that office is pretty empty at the moment. Maybe I should sneak on in there. But and what do we think is that's going to be any guesses? Uh, maybe just a reveal that Lottie has some more sinister plans in motion for her cult. Maybe she's keeping very like bizarrely detailed tabs on all of the cult members. Maybe she's like Lisa said, some people in the cult come from money. So maybe she's like skimming off the top and just making herself rich. I don't know. I don't think Lottie's innocent in all this. What was in the chest in Midnight Mass? Was it the vampire itself or like she has a chest and it's going to be remember how like. Uh, oh, yeah. The, yeah. The old the the Paul, priest. Paul, yeah, yeah, has yeah, yeah. Maybe she has a chest of, I don't know, like hundreds, vampires. Yeah, <laughs> that would be hundreds awesome. of bear hearts just at the ready to just <laughs> right? use for sacrificing. I don't I, I don't know. I like Pete Tom's theory, though, of just like some weird just piles of information on everyone that she's like involved with. Or there's nothing cool. there's nothing from 1996 like item wise that, that you could have jackie bones yeah yeah i was thinking maybe maybe it's javi just <laughs> oh hung up God, you had the bones of everyone that's died holy shit that'd be fucking wild uh, couldn't be javi shauna killed javi shauna did kill because it was adam unless he has adam she has adam bones in there okay Let's go. Misty and Walter on the cutest little road trip I've ever did see. And they're even more alike and goofy and fun and charming than I could have ever imagined. Um, but I do like that the on the road trip, like when she actually thinks he's just like a yellow, yellow jacket stan and she's flattered, but she's mad. And he's just like, no, sorry. That's the least interesting thing about you. And I'm like, that's hot. Yeah, it's that's hot. smooth. He's got the riz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she even before they talk though just the cold open of her on the phone trying to get in contact with the other yellow jackets i forget who she's talking to she's like don't make me come looking for you it's <laughs> <laughs> so good man christina ricci is literally perfect for this role i she's so perfect she's I can't like get over she it. says if shauna and taisa are kidnapped i'm gonna be so annoyed <laughs> <laughs> i thought she was gonna be like why didn't they kidnap me yeah <laughs> She God. has some great line reads in this episode when she looks at Frodo and is like, I wasn't going to give my real name at that one point. Oh, my God. This was like acting just amazing. Like the, this is chemistry. These two had only maybe just met the last episode and they have chemistry out the ass. It's perfect. It is. Uh, Jeff's kiss, man. It is. They're great on screen together. They better end up together. I will be so upset if they don't. Misty deserves Elijah Wood. That's for sure. <laughs> He is a multimillionaire, which is so funny. He tells yeah, a story, a scaffolding too. company, the beam yeah. hit his head. Doctors and scientists have no idea how he's still alive, <laughs> but he won $6 million. So he hasn't worked in years. It's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And but we had, we had guessed, too, that the great like I think we had jokingly said uh, we wouldn't be surprised that that wasn't even his grandmother wasn't his yeah. grandmother. <laughs> like we knew it. Like he's just the misty weird that she needs in her life. It's so perfect. 
I love how they sit down for the meal. He takes like the ham, puts <laughs> eggs on it, drips syrup, then does mustard on top. She just takes it all in. She's like, what? What is your deal? Like, <laughs> why are you here? What yeah. What is happening? Yeah. You're not a Yellow Jackets fanatic. There's got to be something. Yep. And then, yeah, it's the multimillionaire shtick. Well, I thought mm-hmm. it was actually pretty genius that he was like folding the ham. And then it got weird with the mustard. Then I was like, yeah, you lost me at the mustard. But well, it was ham, smart. ham and mustard goes together. But with the eggs yeah. and syrup, yeah, what, I don't yeah. know. People do some wax stuff. The syrup and eggs and ham looked good. I'm actually going to probably try that coming in the future. <laughs> but <laughs> the mustard, nah. Me personally. I don't mix syrup with any savory breakfast. People that dip like sausage into syrup, I think they That's should me. just go kick rocks. That's me. I love it. That's for another day. <laughs> but anyway, uh, waitress gives the tip where they live or the farmer's market. And so um, like they sell their honey at the farmer's market every Tuesday. It's Tuesday. What luck we have. Mm. Uh, they go to the farmer's market and they're not there because they went to the bar instead and like had the yeah. mom fight. So they decided to shack up for the night. So funny when he asked, he's like, one, one room's good. Oh, nope, two. Okay. And what then the, the montage. Name? What's the name she uses? She's like, put my room under Madam. Melawan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. I wasn't going to like smirks me. when she says it looks mm-hmm. over. <laughs> the montage was divine. Like so cute. So they're cute. Just, they're Dorks. just two peas in a pod. They're just weird fuckers. They really are. And I yeah. love it. They're they're electric on screen. They are absolutely electric. Yeah, when he's putting on the like the facial mask before bed, too. Like as Missy's doing her strips, I was cracking <laughs> up. It's like, of course. I have a question for you guys. Um in it. Like, obviously, everything about these two are perfect. Everything is kind of perfectly working out. Is there any world? Where Frodo has a malicious bone in his body, and there's something there is, there is because I mean we've already kind of seen this type of relationship, I guess, with Shauna and Adam. Like Adam was technically innocent the whole time, so you know, yeah, but he wasn't malicious. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, why they why would they repeat that? I mean, like they could repeat it with a with Elijah Wood's character, but they could easily just be like, yo, he's bad person is actually Yellow Jackets obsessed. But do you think that? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say no right now. I'll say no right now, but that could easily change. Like he's definitely had some weird moments that are a little like sketchy, but not. I don't think they were like overly sketchy for me to be like, oh, this guy, he's he's not against us, you know. I think I'm gonna say say no. You think so? Like he is malicious? I no, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, me neither. I think the fact that she was downvoting his Adam theories is going to come to a head, but I think the conversation's going to happen and then he's going to be team Misty through it. I think he's a Misty simp. I, I do believe that. Hmm. Aren't we all? I like that. Aren't we yeah. all? Yeah. I can't blame the guy. Big time. That's the best. That's the show. Do, what? Any final thoughts before we get into MVP and Buzzkill? Um, next episode, I think we're... Uh, this isn't a spoiler, B. Tom, so you can relax. It, next episode, we're going to have uh frodo and and misty having like i think they're going to be meeting up with nat or at least like going to the compound so that's going to be like very very fun good tv yeah Yeah. it's going to be pivotal because i think after this episode there's a chance nat pushes them away and stays to be the inside man because you guys kind of even convinced me a little bit like she could be using lisa to get in with lottie and there's a chance that like misty's like what the hell we're here to rescue you but then she's good I don't know. That's kind of something that I like I think that might be a might be a path forward. Oh my god. I cannot wait for that reunion. It's gonna be delicious. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just excited to see Walter interact with other yellow jackets because he's just so odd. And it'll be like having two Misties in the group. So she won't be like all alone on things. It's literally going to be like Mari being like, there's two of them again. <laughs> yeah. Again. Um, but I was just going to say that I was promised that I get to go first on MVP and Buzzkill. So without further ado, Buzzkill of the episode is Mari. <laughs> At least we got her name this season. If anyone listened last season, we were calling her Mira. We were calling her anything but Mari. <laughs> I, I, too, couldn't figure it out, and now we've got it because she gets the most hate in the episodes. Um, I wish you didn't, but she really just is brutal. And then my MVP of the episode is going to be... I'm going to give it to young Lottie. I just was really interested in, in that storyline. Um, I don't think I've ever given Lottie the MVP, so I'm going to give it to her. It was a close call. But I'm going to give it to Lottie. I, I think that she had a good episode. The mall scene was interesting. She's just so chill. Like we talked about, she's so chill. Dave said, like, she's just like leaning into stuff. And, you know, I don't know. Mari's just like volunteering her for things. And she's like, all right, let's go. I'm pissed. I'm not going I next. I need a second. <laughs> okay. My... All right. Me, 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 me. Um... <laughs> LVP, Young Ty, for all the reasons I had said earlier, she just is not listening to Van and willing to switch sides in the fact that, okay, there's some shit going on and you found, like, Taisha should be taking credit for finding fucking Javi, but she still is, like, so against everything that she's, so yeah. she's being stubborn, so LVP for me is going to be Young Ty. Um, MVP, I will give it to Old Shauna because I feel like this is the first time in a while that she's been in contention for even winning an MVP. So I really liked the, that she was able to somewhat rehash the relationship between her and Callie. The speech was hilarious, was also very kind and, you know, felt really good to just be, you know, see them kind of break down this barrier. So I will give it to old Shauna because I don't know how many more times we'll be able to give it to her, to be honest. So. She Tom's did not talk shit on older Shauna. So that's a good choice. I think. Yeah. 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 I didn't really join the discussion about, are we happy? She brought Callie into the fold for the record. I was team Jeff. That's just horrible pan uh, parenting, making her an accomplice. I think, what you guys said if push comes to shove they could get her out of it but mm -hmm. that's what she did she made her an accomplice now she knows yeah we don't like her for her smart are decision making you, are you yeah. an accomplice just because you know about it if you know that your parents murdered you, someone who was you innocent aren't telling the police then yes correct. You're an i think so yeah but have, how is anyone going to gonna prove that callie knows you know she drove her out to friggin texas to talk about it so i'm not worried about that at all like i don't yeah, i think it's either. a very no, complete that's ignorance what I, yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying i think you guys were right but yeah. objectively no i did not agree with that decision fully but for the narrative, I'm glad Callie's kind of more in the loop. But I went first last time, so Luke, do your right. MVP. Um, so my actual MVP was Young Lottie. So I will take my second choice here and be and pick Callie because I never thought I would get this opportunity. And I'm only I'm gonna put a little caveat next to Callie being the MVP is that's only stands if I got the right read on her renewed relationship with the family where she's like okay with everything. Because if that's the truth, like I'm happy that we're over that hump. So that I'll give it to Callie. Uh, for Buzzkill, it was Mari, then then it was Young Ty, so you guys took those two. Uh, so I'm just going to settle for my third choice. I'll pick Lisa's mom because she's just a mental health Ooh, Karen. Good one. Ooh, good like one. She just like doesn't know how to have conversations with people with mental health issues, and she's doing yeah. a horrible job, so she sucks. I'll pick her. 
All right. Yeah, nobody took either of mine. Let's start with the buzzkill. I'm going to go Javi, bro. Seriously, ah, you've been gone dude. for three months. You're just going to come back and give us a zombie stare? Come on, bro. You're being a buzzkill. Give us something answer. to be happy about. <laughs> um, MVP. MVP. Um, I think Joel I'm going to make it. Embiid. <laughs> go. Yeah. Let's yeah, go. For sure. How are they doing, by the way? Oh, they're check winning. They're winning. That. Good, 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 good. Okay, MVP, <laughs> MVP. Uh, I think I'm going to make it back-to-back weeks with Van as my MVP. I really just liked how she's not taking Thaisa's shit. When Thaisa Bernard's out, when she's literally showing her the map with the simple, or simple, symbol, and Thaisa's just like, you can make anything look like whatever you want if they're just dots on a map. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that was and then great. It, and then at the end, when Mari's just like, oh, Lottie knew that that Javi was alive. I think Van is approaching the supernatural stuff with the most logic. Yes. You sure. know, know what I mean? She's just yeah. like, yeah, Lot- Lottie did have that gut feeling. That's all well and good. But Thaisa <laughs> has this instinct that led us directly to Javi. And then she looks at Thaisa and it's just like, look, Ty, you cannot deny anymore that something that's going on deep inside of you is related to everything that's going on here. We cannot keep ignoring this. We got to confront it. And I just think for that reason, Van is the MVP of the episode. Also, the adult Van reveal was pretty awesome. That's, yeah, that's that good was stuff. a great pick. Van was like definitely in consideration for me too. But there's something that um, uh, what did you just say that I really wanted to bring up? So so that could be the reason that they split is because Van's going to tell Lottie about this. Like mm. they could they could get they could split up because of that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ooh. And I I have a habit of doing this. I forgot to say who's on this podcast. We've got Luke. We've got Dave. And we've got <laughs> Brian. <laughs> those are the voices you're hearing and me kathleen (laughs) but yeah that's the episode we'll be back for episode five i love talking yellow jackets with these boys i also love talking succession which we drop on you know tuesdays or wednesdays as well succession's been heating up like crazy mandalorian dave brian and paul i've been killing it on mandalorian we've been dropping so go check us out again on bingetowntv.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, you know, anything on at Bingetown TV. Um, DM us if you have any theories, anything you want to say to respond to anything we say on any podcast ever. And even the old ones, we'll, we'll love to talk about them. We love the shows we cover, so we will talk about them anytime. Even cursed. But, <laughs> and even cursed. We are Bingetown TV. And thanks for listening. Clap your hands, everybody. Buddy, for Philadelphia. Philadelphia. 76ers. Let's go, Sixers. <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.